<laughs> this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. My name is Josh Roach, and joining me this week, we have Mr. Chad Campbell. Hey, everybody. And back from the abyss, Sean Sullivan. How you doing? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good. 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 It is a timely timely time timely timely time timely time seems pretty timely for, for darth sully here to uh it's been, a, it's been a while come back we have a, we have a lot of a lot of news um and i almost forgot some of the other news i was very excited to to talk about when the trailer for the mandalorian dropped today but uh but we we will get to that we will get to that um First off, I want to play you guys a little, a little clip. Um, it's from, uh, let's see, what show? It was from Jimmy Kimmel Live. Josh Gad uh, was guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with uh, uh, the whole gag that Josh Gad had with uh, Daisy Ridley all throughout the making of Star Wars, especially the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, who's your parents, right? Do you know? Tell me. Is there anything you know? <laughs> Uh, so Josh had uh, Daisy Ridley on for her first interview since the rise of Skywalker. And here's a clip from that. Here's a clip from that. You have you been keeping Ray's secret from the beginning? Did you know about the parentage? Like, uh, tell me about that, that journey of when you found out. No. At the beginning, there was toying with like an Obi-Wan connection and then um, it really went, there were like different versions and then it really went to that she was no one. And then it came to episode nine and JJ pitched me the film and was like, oh yeah, Palpatine's granddaddy. And I was like, awesome. And then two weeks later, he was like, oh, we're not sure. So it kept changing. So then even I was filming and I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. Sean. I'm going to throw that to you. Teen's granddaddy. <laughs> what do you think? What do you guys think about that? That at first she was supposed to be a Kenobi. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if it was like a, a, a serious idea that had legs or if it was just like, I don't know, JJ or somebody throwing something off the cuff, like, Ooh, might be a Kenobi. You don't know. You know, maybe it was real. Maybe it was like going to be that way for a while. I don't know. That would be cool. Interesting. Maybe Chad, what do you think? I don't think it was ever in stone to be that way at all. I don't think they really planned it because I mean, JJ wrote seven. So if he was playing on Obi, he definitely could have made it Obi in nine, but he chose not to. So I feel like he wasn't necessarily super attached to that or, or planned that entire idea out. I think it was just like something he thought of. And then later he's like, eh, never well, mind. It's, this. it's just like throw, throwing darts onto like a, a wall of names or something. Yeah. He's like, Oh, could be Obi. You know, you don't know. 
Well, Sean, you've been saying for the longest time. Okay, so she kind of, uh, she said at first JJ was saying Kenobi. And then came to Ryan. And then it was, she said, nope, she's a nobody. Yeah, my, you you know my issues that I've had with. Well, regale us, regale us, Sean. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, it's been a while, but. My whole qualm with this issue is that, you know, had you had J.J. Abrams be the director through the whole time, it would have been a more consistent vision, right, rather than having different creative paths. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. If it, if it had been J.J. the whole time, maybe it would have been Obi-Wan. Maybe that was an idea from the beginning. And then the way that The Last Jedi went, it just wouldn't allow. I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of the air, but who knows? It probably wasn't so, actually going to be Obi-Wan. I agree with Chad. You, well, so do you guys think that it just was not set in stone? So J.J. and Lawrence Kazan wrote this movie, and they were like, she's somebody, go! Well, so J.J. is the man of mystery, and he is great mystery at box. setting stuff up, but he's awful at finishing it. Have you guys ever watched Lost? That's J.J.'s. And lost, it, and lost did not have a bad ending, though. Lost did not have a bad ending. Uh, okay, uh, let's just say, like, there are... Also, J.J. was not responsible of... for anything except for its inception. So I can... That is to your point. Though. Exactly. That is to your point. J.J. Is, is great at inceptions. He's not great at finishing things. We saw him start Star Trek. It was great. We saw him do Into Darkness. It was a film. So I'm not <laughs> sure that he's necessarily really good at tying things it's not up. a closer I, and no. I, I think he likes to throw <laughs> stuff out to see what will happen you wouldn't bring him in at the end of a baseball game to close it out that's what yeah. we're saying you, you'd start out with him and then you'd be like all right let's let's bring in this guy to close it out i think so, maybe you know instead of it being written in stone maybe it was like written in silly putty so what and you're saying is it, could, it was there Abrams. but it could have been something else if if JJ Abrams was an NFL team, here he's the Lions. The Lions, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Start out strong and then blow it in the fourth quarter. What just okay. happened? Blow, blow, that's a strong. I don't think he's that bad, but yeah, yeah. I don't think he blew it, but he just yeah. doesn't have a game plan for the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. So, what, 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 what does the Joker say in, in Dark Knight? He's like, I'm a dog chasing after cars. I, I wouldn't know what to do if I caught it. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. So they were like, JJ, here's the car. Uh, all right. uh, yeah but i, I mean I think, oh sorry go, go ahead chad go ahead go ahead uh, I, th- I think for me this is this is the prime issue with the entire um st is just this there was no plan or vision to make these you just made them and whatever happened happened if and i know there was stuff they had kind of wanted in eight. I mean, you didn't write all of seven with absolutely zero idea of where you wanted to go, but you left the other person to make up some stuff, but you had an idea. Well, and originally Luke was supposed to be found at the end of episode seven with huge mountain sized boulders floating around him because of his awesome power and command of the force. <laughs> and Ryan was like, Hey, uh, JJ, will you take those out for me? That's the two things Ryan asked for was JJ take those out, and I want R two D two to be there instead of BB eight. I think it would have been best because, for example, Empire Strikes Back is not written by George Lucas. It's not directed well, by. George. It's his least attached film is Empire Strikes Back of the he, um, 
original of the OG, of the originals right those are the ones he was least involved with he wasn't even in england for the majority of the filming he right. was in california working with ilm so this movie and that's why he said a couple times we have him saying he's that's not necessarily his favorite movie um but at least they had a story yeah that they went off it was his well, story yeah he he was the visionary right he had a, he had an idea of what was going to happen and then he said all right you can write the you know the dialogue or whatever yeah. but right you know. yeah originally he wrote the draft first like synopsis for empire then lee brackett who was a famous sci-fi author at you know back then mm-hmm. she wrote the next draft and then she actually she passed away like quickly Terrible. after writing that draft from cancer um and he did not like her draft very much and so he ended up rewriting quite a bit of it. And it was during this rewrite is when he came up with the idea, let's merge Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader, and make them the same character. And then right at that time, Lawrence Kasdan turned in this first draft script for uh, Raiders of Lost Ark. And George was like, I want you to write Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Um, so, but to that point, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker weren't, the same person when he made a new hope or started making empire even after empire was completed princess leia was not yet uh luke skywalker's sister that wasn't until like the third draft of return of the jedi so right the original trilogy is just as unplanned as the sequel trilogy uh, yeah but they're uh, still they're, they're, sorry go ahead sean well, i was just gonna say yes and no right like you had so i don't think when lineage wise anyway when George, when George Lucas made the original, right, he, he didn't know how Return of the Jedi was going to end, right? So it was unplanned in that regard, but you had the same guy with the same creative tastes and vision and stuff like that. It didn't yeah, get that, passed around to somebody else. That's so it my made for a more thing. consistent story, yeah. Okay, you, okay. You had one voice throughout the entire thing that was the top guy. And in this one, there was no top top guy. It was just like yeah. whoever was writing at the moment or directing at the moment they were the top guy well and jj was the top guy jj was the top guy and he was the bottom guy he just wasn't the cream filling <laughs> yeah Ryan johnson was the cream filling. <laughs> i'm gonna leave that one alone yeah and, and for me to be fair to i i enjoy episode eight i really do um yeah, however too. i still think that episode eight is not a good middle movie it everything seven sets up it kind of washes away or destroys and then it leaves you with very little to want to follow it up with, you know, like what, what do I really care about now? I know obviously that he's going to become a good guy. You know, Kylo Ren's going to be good. And and episode eight also makes his other, who's the other guy, General Hux, General Hux is now he's a comedic he's 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 he the a clown, yeah. yeah he's a he's yeah. funny you're not going to take him seriously either so for me the only thing that they could have done in nine they can't do now because Carrie Fisher dies but for me the best thing they could have done is have this be Kylo Ren and General Hux competition thing and Hux kills Leia and then you know Kylo has to think that's good but then that's what turns him to the light side is his emotional dealing with all that stuff but you can't mm. kill some in esteemed actress right after they die because that would look like it's in really poor taste well they did kind of but no she sacrificed herself for the greater good it was still a... died 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're right. She did still die, but she chose death. Right. Purpose. Peace. To help someone, not she wasn't killed. So so not to go down, you know, in this rabbit hole too far, but I, I think they're all really good standalone movies, right? They're all great movies. I really enjoyed every one of them, but when you tie it together in a trilogy, I don't, it's not as coherent as it could have been. Yeah. That's my feelings on that. <laughs> I that actually compare it to the way the, the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I compare it to the uh, the OT actually. As I've gotten older, the the less I've liked Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi throws a lot of stuff in, like, "Hey, we're siblings." Oh, I knew the whole time. No, you didn't. Come on. It it, it just <laughs> it asks a lot of you. It's not a very well written script, purely from a dialogue script basis. Han Solo is a completely wasted character. You could write him out of that whole movie and have exactly the same movie. Um, It's just, and it's very kid-friendly. It's a fine film, but following up with Empire to that is a little disappointing. And uh, I think it's kind of the same thing here. Like, Nine is, is, is whatever, it's fine. But it was a little disappointing for me um, out of all you could have done with it. The best actual watch in a row binge series are the prequels. Right, because he did have a plan from the get-go and he tweaked things here and there, but he executed said plan. He had a roadmap yeah, and it, an idea the entire time. It's got to end at a certain point. Like you can't <laughs> you can't right. make only, certain things happen because yeah. of the next movies. Yeah, we know where they're going to end up. Yeah, so I guess the only thing I really, my big complaint about the prequels, going back to what you just said about Return of the Jedi, Chad, was, I mean, and Empire and A New Hope, but mostly, I guess, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, there's some lines that don't exactly fit that people always have big qualms about, right? Or small qualms. How come Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't remember R2-D2? Why does Princess Leia say she remembers her mother? You know, that kind of, they could have... People that could have, have made up better. memories all the time. That one doesn't bother me. Well, that could have been better executed, you know, um, in episode three, just to tie up. But eh, it is what it is. And Star Wars is always an ever-evolving story. And part of the fun of it is now we get to have 15 backstories explaining, you know, these Ooh, and like little books and comics and for everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. All right, uh, our next thing up in the news is ILM to expand virtual production resources with new or three new stagecraft stages. So that's the volume, uh, those things oh. that they shot the Mandalorian in. That's so they're cool. building three new ones that are all larger, higher, like better quality. Um, I forget what they, they said. It's a higher definition. All three of them are higher definition. And they have a better, I don't know if you guys watch the uh, behind the scenes uh the gallery, the Mandalorian. They said that they have a smooth wall to ceiling transition now. So are they going to start using this for other shows too, like non-Star Wars shows? Yes. So they're building one over in Pinewood. They're building another one somewhere else in California. They have their existing one in California. And they've just got Taika Waititi, who directed one of the episodes of uh, the Mandalorian season one. Um has asked for one to be built to shoot Thor. Like that's part of what they're shooting yeah. Thor for Love and Thunder with. And that's what he plans to shoot the next Star Wars film with. I mean, I could see it taking off and being used in all types of 
you know different movies yeah. and shows right i mean it looked great yeah man it's 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 awesome it's immersive cool new technology it puts people in the scene in that reality you know yep. but uh thought that was pretty cool and like to get my hands on one of those we should probably uh put one together do like a yeah, yeah we, we can just make our own we can like get a few tvs and a few tvs and just and... we can get like several 70 inches and there chad what about the alamo studios uh do you think i mean uh, that'd be great i have a green screen but i don't have uh that i have i feel like that's that's more money than well we need a lot of those tvs okay all right well we'll figure it out yeah i feel like that's a it's quite a quite a lot of money but I mean, it is cool. It's a very cool thing. And I think they'll want to do more like that in the future because, I mean, we've seen Tenet has come out now and it's pretty much bombed in America financially. Like, How was Tenet? Yeah. Uh, the 85% I understood was, was good. Uh, <laughs> but if you look online about the audio mix, like, I don't know if you've heard anything on it, but like, seriously, I'd say 80 to 85% of the dialogue you can understand what they're saying the rest of the time it's like a really bad audio mix the music and sound effects are way louder and i saw it on an imax film like and that's what nolan makes everything for is imax so if the sound is bad then i think it's just because he gets so used he wrote this script so for him it sounds great he can understand everything they're saying but he loves the music and sound effects so he cranks those up and cranks the other back and just kind of goes with it. But there's the whole beginning scene, they're wearing masks, and you cannot understand any of it. It's it's really... It, okay, I, I compared it to, take a James Bond movie. James Bond meets it's Inception. Timely then, right? If they're all wearing masks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. James <laughs> Bond meets Inception, but without the Leonardo DiCaprio storyline. Pretend his character's not in it. That's yeah. this movie. Like, Meaning what is... Who is driving like, all of this? <laughs> so there's like, there's no emotional attachment to anybody. And there's no like characters to worry about or anything. It's all just, you're watching stuff happen. But I never felt like I was into or attached to the thing happening, if that makes hmm. sense. So I'm observing a cool movie and cool things happening, but I didn't feel a part of that. He also, he has a problem recently, especially um, where he uses the most scientific terms and biggest terminology to describe things. So if, if you guys have seen Interstellar, oh, yeah. the last 20 yeah. minutes of that, where it gets just dog shit, banana crazy, like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going through this particular wormhole to unlock the future and change everything. And, you know, yes, yeah. okay, if we really break it down, sure, scientifically it could happen. One in a bajillion chance, sure, but it could this whole movie is that it's that actually so kind of makes me want to watch it now <laughs> yeah yeah now i really want to see it yeah with for subtitles me, with yeah subtitles. yeah you yeah. have to see it with subtitles and for me it was like it's it's like some that guy who has a phd and loves to remind you every day he has a phd <laughs> wrote well, a actually yeah so <laughs> that he, guy. He, he uses the most broad terms and the thing is what he's explaining is not hard at all it's like me explaining how an apple grows to you, but I don't, but I've lived in this science world for so long that how I do it is the most needlessly complex way possible. Well, well the cellular membrane expands beyond its. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's start the going script. into that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
very overly complicated. <laughs> like you can explain this a much better way, but you're choosing not to. And mm. at a certain point, I'm like, you just want to sound smart. smart. Or yeah. he's just so in love with what he came up with that he's broke it down this way for himself. So really what he's writing makes complete sense to him. Just like this yeah, audio makes complete nose. sense to him, but not to people watching. It's like when Tim Q talks to us about math. He could be BSing the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. We have exactly. no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's bombed in America. And like theaters this last weekend, actually, like if we take out everything they had to keep, even if you were a, this is the average 10 screen place, you made $2,000 or less over the entire weekend. And the amount of money that it costs you for your rent and the electricity right. you're running and your employees and getting new snacks and all that stuff, they're losing money really bad. And frankly, I think that this um, new screen is what we're going to go to because it's a lot cheaper. And I don't think they're going to be able to risk $200 million movies anymore. I just don't think this. I think a lot of theaters are going to close after this. Celebration is already really close to bankruptcy for those mm -hmm. of us in Michigan. Terrible. Um, yeah, so it's just very possible that then it goes bankrupt. They have to shut theirs. Goodrich, who runs Kalamazoo 10, again, for those of us around here, they already went bankrupt. And really? yeah, they already went bankrupt. Um, and they had to be bought out by another company, but now that company is losing money and there's a chance they'll go bankrupt. And then AMC is all that's left, but they are several billion in debt and just had to be rescued. So there's a good chance we'll have zero theaters available. Everything will go to streaming and uh, we'll have to make cheap things or things as up. cheap as possible. Man, I think somebody would swoop in and, and at least keep some of the theaters. Like there's, I think there's enough people who would still want to see some movies in theaters. It might be. A yeah. Oh, I, no, I agree. I think it's same as, so again, I, um, I shop at family video. I think it's going to be like that. People who go out yeah. and actually like get physical media still, that's the people that are going to still go to movie theaters, but it's going to become a real niche niche thing like that. And it is, I mean, like physical media is superior, but. Oh, without a doubt, but no but one cares. Most people don't care yeah, or can tell or can tell the difference, honestly. Yeah. But nobody's going to have a, a screen that big in their house, right? Like it, it's a, it's a fun event to go to a movie in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe yeah, right. I, I think it is for our age, but I think a lot of, if I talk to a lot of like, kids now like they have a screen with them all the time they mm. there's not necessarily that huge difference to them of like it, making it an event they're um, used to watching I, most of what they take in is on their smartphone i guess technically if you hold it like this close to your face it simulates the same well, i mean if, if you're if you're used to watching stuff on your smartphone and you t intake i wonder what the actual if there's been a study like what the actual percentage is of like how much media they intake on their phones nowadays compared to a television because if you go from watching something on your little bitty smartphone and then oh this brand new movie come out uh let's watch it on the television like oh that's a big deal because we're actually watching it on the tv now as opposed to us watching stuff on the television and then going to the movie theater and seeing a right. big screen on the movie theater the like, tv like, is their big screen yeah billy ellish for example popular singer she's 18 she has never watched the show the office on a tv it's only on her phone. She's watched the entire show 12 times throughout her life, but it's only been on a phone. She's never even thought about watching it on a TV. Why would you? Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's so convenient to carry it around and have it in your pocket.
Yeah, I think theaters are going to become like video rental stores are now, where they exist but just among I, certain crowds. And so, do you guys think Star Wars will actually come back to the big screen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think it's going to be like some overnight thing that they all close, but I do think it would be probably in the next decade or so. Well, I mean, supposedly right now we're supposed to be getting the next movie in 2023 now. They pushed it back from 2022. But, I mean, The Mandalorian is successful. I mean... If they bring out Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan uh, saying Obi-Wan is a standalone. Ian McGregor just came out this week and also said that Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be a standalone season series. But if it's successful, then look at the numbers they just pulled for Mulan. Look at how Disney Disney Plus's uh, downloads and everything skyrocketed for Mulan. If they can do that and then and just have like standalone Mulan things, like maybe you have to pay an exclusive rate to get it early. Or if you talked about before, all the TV series they have coming out right now, Bad Batch, Obi-Wan, Cassian Andor, The Mandalorian, uh, the unnamed one by uh, whoever made that Dallas television show. Um, I can't remember her name now, but there's like five in the works. Why go back to theaters if, I've, I mean, theaters are failing. I think COVID may have put one of the, not the final nail, but they've definitely driven driven a few more nails in the coffin of movie theaters so if any if any movie or type of movie is going to still survive and go to theaters i think it's going to be like a star wars movie because when you think of like people lining up and getting excited for a premiere like what movies come to your mind star wars at the top of the list right and like it's an event like i don't know i think i agree with you guys it's going to be a lot smaller footprint it might be a lot more niche um but if something is still around in theaters, I think there'll definitely be a Star Wars movie. And I do think there'll be a, you know, more Star Wars movies to come. Now, personally, I mean, I think a lot of people agree with this. We've talked about this before, that just the way that TV shows are now, you get so much more content. You can dive so much more deeper into the characters and, and you get more attached to the storylines and stuff like that. Or a movie, it's just, you know, two to three hours and that's it. But I, I don't know. I still enjoy the event every once in a while going out to a movie. I don't go often, but like when we saw the, you know, the last Star Wars movie, it was fun. We all went out there and yeah, we all met. I, I, I would be bummed if it, if it went away, but yeah, maybe, th- maybe I, the kids won't. I think they'll exist in some form, like, but it'll mostly be the more independent theaters that are able to stay around. Um, the more historical ones, more art housey, but I think there will be some that still play regular movies to go and see and, um, in some form they won't completely go away like avatar for example there's three more of them coming and they've spent i mean at 800 million on those at least and james cameron is not a dude who's like yeah you can re- release it direct to video he won't be that way he'll be like it needs to be seen in only in 3d in imax <laughs> everywhere um yeah, but those well- are the kind of dinosaurs that get left behind man dinosaurs were huge they ran the planet but Yep. No, no, I, I when agree. stuff changed, they, they just got alligators, there. man. Yeah, crocodiles. I agree with that. For well, studios, Scorsese. Though. Scorsese's an alligator. He's a crocodile. <laughs> he and what did he do? He adapted. He went That's to true. streaming. Look what he's been doing on streaming. I love Scorsese. He's got another one coming out with DiCaprio. He's making yep. a movie with DiCaprio. I, I wasn't a huge fan of The Irishman, but anyway. I haven't watched it. I've heard really no, I, I haven't I had 15, out, 15 free hours, so. I, I drove to... Ann Arbor to see that on the big screen, though. Oh, um, let's see. 
So but, you can see yeah. like how, how much they tried to make the old. How actors old they young. are? Yeah. <laughs> I I um yeah. Niro, I, I, I like feel a lot of five year old. I love how the deep fakes look better. They just use cheap yeah, deep fake technology. Yep. And oh, it looks better than that. Leia deep fake. Did you see that? Yeah, that looks yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That'll be in the roach edit. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I I mean. I think that it's a slow fade, but I definitely think theaters, I think that by time, like, my children are our age, like, like you said, Chad, maybe it's going to be like some small standalone movie theaters, like Ma and Pa, like The Strand and Pawpaw, but it's not going to be a multi-billion dollar, like, theater chains all over the country, all over the world. I I don't know. I think maybe, maybe they need to get creative and, and... And, and do something to change up theaters that make it unique from just watching it in your own house. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, like for example, Airways, a, a bowling alley in Kalamazoo, like they were dying for a long time because nobody wanted just to go to bowl anymore. And they reinvented it into a family fun center and you have go-karts and yep. you have stuff like that. And it's an event for people to go to. So I don't know, maybe, maybe theaters get creative and adapt and figure out new ways to make it exciting for, for people to go and, and enjoy it. Well, yeah. I think that's oh, what they were trying yeah. to do with D box. You know? Oh, really <laughs> oh yeah. 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 But they gotta yeah. they gotta make every seat like that and make it cheaper, you know, make it accessible. Yeah. I, I think um I think it'll still be around again, it'll just be different. So Mulan, for example, we think it did well, but in the actual numbers, Mulan rented about uh thirty three million rentals this weekend million in rental sorry that's how much money it made about 33 million now movies like that need theaters that's why everything has been pushed back that costs a lot of money because if you spent over a hundred million dollars and you release direct-to-video you will not get profit you will not absolutely not so that's what studios are running into now which is why like when Tenet came out Warner Brothers is making studios give them 70 percent of all the money that they get because they need to stay around. Well, unfortunately for the theaters then, they're only keeping 30% of this money. So they're going to end up closing. So it's like this battle now between studios and theaters. But I do think um, these big, huge budget films will come to an end. That's what I think. Because you do not make money. Like, for example, Netflix is, what was it? 15 billion in debt? Is it something like that? Like they're just playing that long game where they're just increasingly spending so much money and getting all this debt, hoping that someday it'll all come back. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how realistic that is. Netflix could also go under if something happened to throw them off with a 15 billion debt. And uh, I, that, so I think that we're just not going to see these $200 million pictures anymore either. Sean, you like to gamble. What do you think about that? What? (laughs) <laughs> just 15 billion like eh, we'll make it back eventually if i we just make one more movie yeah. we we make I mean, one more television show and maybe we bring in oscar isaac and ben affleck maybe we can get well, some more f- money. 15 billion sounds like a lot but if you're like a hedge fund manager or something and you want to like save a company it's it's not that much yeah so i don't know i i was gonna say that i think that to both of your points chad and uh, sean um it will evolve. It has to evolve. It can't be 
uh, an everyday thing like movie theater here, 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 and here with like a huge you know, amount of screens, like 15, 20 screens per complex. I think what it probably is going to evolve to is complexes with one or two theater like screens, but they're going to have to be like the IMAX screens, like real IMAX, huge. So it's, it is a spectacle. It is, you know, jaw dropping and a huge big deal to go see something like this. If they did something like super huge screen 4d like made it some awesome event yeah with I'm the d-box and yeah. yeah and i'm only going like a couple times a year i pay more i pay 20 30 bucks to go to one of those right yeah i think that's that will, their way forward so avatar 2 3 and 4 if the rumors are true are being shot in a 3d that does not require glasses oh. like like the 3d they used on the 3ds if you ever played one of those like you can turn it on and off with this oh yeah thing. yeah and it is 3D, but it's not, you know, you're not wearing glasses. Um, they're going to use that same concept in theaters. That's the plan. And that could be the kind of niche thing that, like, gets people back in. The problem is, will then everyone be like, oh, I'm going to transfer my film to that last minute and then kill it like we did with 3D? Yeah, like, right. there was a big push for 3D TVs. And, and I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people are, are watching TV in 3D nowadays. No. No. Hello. Welcome, welcome, Mr. Man Main himself, T. Green. <laughs> well, you're here just in time for the main subject of the night. The Mandalorian Season 2 trailer officially dropped, and I kind of had a feeling this morning it dropped. I don't know if you guys saw what I posted on the Talking Sith page, but uh, a couple of random users um, on Disney+, Plus, when they loaded up Star Wars The Mandalorian, it was showing them screen grabs from what ended up being from this trailer but it was just unfamiliar mandalorian screenshots and they're like what 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 is this so i posted the uh, link to that and i was thinking like it's probably going to be there tomorrow and sure enough i got a message from chad in the middle of my work day (laughs) that the mandalorian (laughs) season two had had dropped all right guys so we i'll play that video for us and then uh we'll we'll break it down talk about what we think's going on let's do it such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. You know this is no place for a child. 
goes. So I've heard. think of that i really appreciate the fact that they didn't give away like really any of the story in it i hate nope. movies or shows when they do that so i thought it was a good trailer literally the context that they gave us for this trailer were just the lines from last season the armor to the mandalorian that's the only context we got i'd really like to know who that cloaked figure was Ooh. I've got a theory about that. Let's see where are we at here. I found some screenshot. Grief Karga. Grief. Did we, yeah, we saw Grief just for a Gr- second of this. Grief looks like he's some sort of authority figure now, like mayor or governor or something. Things, well, he, things look like they're doing well. Yeah, Grief's doing he was, okay. He was sort of a, what did they call him? What did uh, they address him? Some title. Ma- magistrate. Oh yeah, maybe he's you know stepped up in the world or something. He was a magistrate. He's discre- he was a disgraced magistrate. Oh, maybe he got reinstated. Uh, Gideon called him. All right, so I got the slideshow here. Can you guys see it? Yep. Yep. eBay. Cool sneakers, dude. <laughs> what just happened? Why well, that got brought up? I was trying to full screen it. There we go. Yeah, you guys like these uh, sneakers uh, from OGs to the latest drop? Score. Yeah, not bad. I like that Gatorade, too, from the Walmart grocery ad. Uh, oh, well. Um, <laughs> so here we see the planet. Uh, if that's a planet or a moon that the Razor the Crest, that the Razor Crest, Razor Crest looks beat up. Sounds bad. Oh, the doors yeah. open. Does not look good. In this opening shot. No, so, something, something definitely happened to it that, that wasn't good. Now, Chad, you brought up a point about this earlier. Yes. Um. So I watched the rest of the trailer, and I don't see it looking quite like this again in the rest of the shots that we get. Maybe when the um the X wings are by it, um, and even the like color scheme looks like it could be around the X wing time. So that could have something to do with it. Yeah, so this, I mean, for all we know, this could be much later in the season. The X-Wings could just tear it up, and then he narrowly makes it away. Could be. Like the end of the season. Uh, We saw the Mandalorian approaching with Baby Yoda back in the cradle. What'd you guys make of that? Because last time we saw the cradle, it was in 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 a dumpster behind the the center where he saved Baby Yoda from. I think it's a good way for Baby Yoda to travel. Right. Like, how are you going to have it, like, you know, how are you going to do those long shots where he's taking normal size steps and then Baby Yoda's keeping up? It just seems like it would be, look weird. Well, in that promo oh, shot did. that was on the cover last week, uh, if you remember, Chad, uh, with the smoke behind him, you said it yep. looked like it was a setup for a promo shot. Um, yeah. Baby Yoda was in a knapsack. Like he was in like a size he, he was like swaddled. Yeah, <laughs> basically just in a purse. What were we saying, T? 
I was going to make a joke and say he's just hopping around like Yoda. <laughs> well, yes. I wonder if, like, if that was, uh, I almost thought that maybe that was, like, an exclusive, like, cool thing that came with Baby Yoda, wherever Baby Yoda came from. But maybe this is just the Star Wars equivalent to Cribs. Could, yeah, be. could be. Yeah. yeah. He just went to Baby Yoda's R Us and picked one up. <laughs> Baby Yoda's R Us. So we see him uh, approaching a shady-looking town. Doesn't really or look like Coronet. a familiar land. I don't know. That's what I kind of thought was. I think some some of this is reminiscent of like Corellia Coronet from it, the Solo. It, it looks like a Coronet, yeah. Especially from Solo, like like the fishing docks and stuff that they're running around in. So this could be. I would love to see Corellia Coronet post the Empire. sand people we got a sand person with a with a gnarly looking bantha back on tatooine for whatever reason yeah it's, it's worse than Star Wars without tatooine it could be a flashback <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know i think we might get a flashback to explain some stuff that happens in return of the jedi like boba fett crawling out of the sarlacc well, i don't think we're gonna get that you don't think we're going to get Boba Fett, or you don't think we're going to get him coming out? See him coming out of the Sarlacc? I could be either. I'm I'm leaning more to the star, seeing him come out. Yeah. Do we but, see lots of Boba Fett, or do we get like another little teaser this season, and he just like kind of teases around for a while? Like at the end of the Gunslinger. Yeah, like we just keep yeah. seeing him for a couple seasons, then he eventually shows up in like season five or something. Yeah, this season we he walks up, we hear, you know, hear his uh hear him walking up and then we also hear him say, He's no good to me dead and you're like, Oh, that's a Boba Fett line and then it and then it ends. That's all we get this season. That's it. That's it. Yep. The major payoff at like the end of the sixth season is he comes and then he just gets like unceremoniously killed again, like he does in front <laughs> of the Jedi. It's kinda of like how he did before <laughs> he gets like hit by hit by a speeder or something and just dies grief karga is also blinded and somehow takes him out <laughs> <laughs> all that build up for nothing all right we see an ice planet hoth Il- ilum hoth could be ilum i almost think he might be tracking like where Jedi have been. Maybe he tracks down. He hears about this Luke Skywalker. He knows Luke Skywalker's from Tatooine. He knows uh, Luke Skywalker, Jedi, took down an AT-AT during the Battle of Hoth. Could be. So I haven't seen the... I, see, I heard that Ashoka, like the last time you see her is on a planet like this. Yes. The so last time... Like that, yeah. Yeah, the last time in Clone Wars that we saw her, she was on, an, right. well, a planet that later was covered in ice. Okay, but to be fair, last time we actually see her is different from that in the timeline. In the timeline. Last time we see her in the timeline. But this and last doesn't... time we see her in the timeline, this would have been a few years after that. Now, is this his ship behind him? Or this almost looks Clone Wars era to me behind him. Like the paint? Yeah. 
And it's right around the time when he's talking about a war being fought and stuff with the Jedi. Um, so I almost think this is like the site of a Clone Wars battle. So it could potentially be where we last see Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Maybe could he's be. just tracing where we know Jedi have been. Also, babies, um, Baby Yoda's walking again here. wonder why he's not in his, his little bassinet thing. Yeah. So I've always said Mandalorian's kind of like a D&D adventure where like all of episode two was just a big side quest that you make. Um, and I'm expecting there's going to be a side quest episode of get the crib and that'll be a, an entire 30 minute episode. I'm getting Oh man. Collect the crib. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one was like, fix my ship. Right. People took stuff from my ship. Fix my ship. I mean, it's literally, it was, I always think of it as I like those ones. No, it it's fine. It's it fine. His ship, but also it led up to why did he have to, like he had to fix his ship? Why? Because of the Jawas, and then he had to go to the Jawas to get the parts for his ship, and then he had to prove himself to the Jawas to give Baby Yoda an opportunity to show us that he's force sensitive. Yeah, see, ex- that's exactly how a DM would think that's important. But what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like that's the, Cody would it, be it's, proud it's of still me. Still a side too. quest. <laughs> We got to we got to get our DM to come on here and break it down for us. All right, so we see uh, in the next shot some sort of fish market. Again, it looks like um, calamari. This I was gonna say this moncal. Yeah. yeah, it could be. This could be moncal. Um, Interesting. We've never seen moncal because we do see a, a moncal back there. Yeah. And then in the backgrounds of this fish market. Right as uh, the narrator is saying, you know, the race of uh, Jedi of sorcerers that fought against the Mandalorians, we see this hooded figure. Now watch, this is going to be one of those fake, fake things that they like to do, and that's really going to be Ahsoka right there in the real show. She's just uh, I, looks like that now. I no, I'm saying that's not Ahsoka. Oh, oh no, you're saying, saying okay. Oh, okay. So you know how like they they always implant things, like in the trailers, it. but like take the like the Hulk being in, uh, right. and but right. really he was in the Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster. Yeah. So this is gonna be like this is just an implant, and really it's gonna be Ahsoka standing there, in mm. the real in the real show. It's, I'm just. That's possible. They went. They're not above that. <laughs> I'm pulling it out of my butt. Well, I'm hey. gonna laugh when it's right, but I'm just pulling it out of my butt if, right now. If that exact scenario happens to you, <laughs> I will be very impressed that you predicted it. Chad seems to think that it's Sasha Banks. I do. No, it looks like not at all. Nope. You don't think that's I'm, Sasha Banks at no, all? I'm just. I'm just kidding. It probably. Is. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I, I don't not watch Sasha Banks. Sean watches all pro wrestling. Look at his shirt. He's wearing a Macho Man Rand, uh, Randy Savage shirt right now. Hey, I mean, if he thinks it's not, he'd probably. I don't watch it at all. So that's... no, I, either do I. Oh, okay. Well, just <laughs> like Randy Savage. But yeah, I think oh, that looks yeah. the most like Sasha Banks, and the internet was saying that's definitely Sasha Banks. So that's why I let me, feel. Let me Google her right now. It's probably Sasha Banks. Yeah. Look up. Let's Sasha see a Banks. picture of Sasha Banks. All right, yeah. Hold on. Because I don't even know who that is. 
Sasha Banks looks a little like appears to have blue hair in these pictures, but that can't be real natural hair color. It's all natural. It's all natural. Now I think Sasha Banks is, and the internet agrees with me. Yes, yes, I know what you're gonna say here. From Rebels. I think Sasha I think Sasha Banks is playing Sabine Wren from Rebels, who also has blue hair at times. Cast only for the hair. Makes sense. Cast only for the hair. I mean she's got the build and so so Sabine Wren, for those of you guys who've not watched Rebels, Sabine Wren is a Mandalorian. Um in in Rebels and She's last seen with who, Chad? Um, I don't she know. Going gallivanting across the galaxy with? Is it with Ahsoka? With Ahsoka. Is she joined them at the end? Okay, okay. She leaves with Ahsoka, the Jedi, to go searching for Ezra. So oh here we have uh, a Mandalorian who is has known ties to a Jedi who would have been a, like Sabine Wren would have been a well-known name on Mandalore by the time the purge happened because she was responsible for returning the dark saber back to Mandalore. And we just saw the dark saber make an appearance by Moff Gideon at the end of season one. Ooh. So she, like she's it. the one who brought the dark saber back. Somehow the dark saber has been stolen from Mandal from the Mandalorians again. And she has known ties to Ahsoka Tano to the Jedi so we got the Dinjar and the Mandalorian who's looking for the Jedi. Who better to go after than the Bean Wren who brought Jedi weapon back to the Mandalorians? Ooh. I like it. Seems reasonable. 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 And seems like a good theory. I mean, she's uh I she she looks like she could be a commanding presence like a you know what I always hate? Like I like Gina Carano in her role purely because like she could actually like destroy somebody she is actually like in good shape what i hate is like uh when you see like these twigs of people that are supposedly like throwing big guys around and taking people out and it's like eh, sure they could probably beat some people up but not necessarily like have that commanding like physical presence like you're not like physically gonna like throw somebody over where Gina Carano definitely could like toss somebody over her shoulder. Right. And like this this Sasha Banks also being in like wrestling, she's in good shape. So it it's like the physique I would expect a real life Sabine Ren to have. Yeah. Being a and Dave, Dave Filoni's a big wrestling fan. And I mean that's where we're getting like three of our cast members from our female cast members who's, are all who's wrestlers. Who, Who's the other one? Um, the other one was announced along with uh, whatever name is the n- newest one. Um, okay. They were announced together to be in it, but no roles were given of like what exactly they're playing. Ooh, I can't remember the name of the other one now. Yeah, it was in some article when they were doing all this casting stuff. Probably look it up. So after... Um... After we see him at the fish market, we see that he's on some sort of a barge. Yeah. So, with Baby Yoda, maybe still on Mon Cal. I'd be all for going, let's go, let's visit these places we've always heard about and we've never seen. That'd be great. Sure, we can go to Tatooine 500 times, but we've seen Tatooine (laughs) 500 times. I want to see what Mon Cal looks like, you know? I want to see these places we've never seen before. Have we ever seen 
like ships like that in Star Wars, like actual boat ships? Nope. I not, not that I can think of. I don't not think we I, have. I mean, not like that. I mean, episode one, you had kind of the the little boat thing they were going around in. On a bongo? <laughs> kind of like a submarine. Yeah, and then on episode yeah. two, they go to, to like Florence, Italy and... Oh, they did have a little. <laughs> they did have a little speedboat, but it was still like a yeah. hovercraft that hovered over the water, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. It was a great movie. Or yeah. was it on romantic? Oh, it was romantic. Okay, you got water. What you're gonna have a boat? You know, you got, tea. You got sand. Can you yeah. can you can you blame a couple of guys for wanting a boat? <laughs> a boat's Can't. a boat. A boat's a boat. A boat. All right. And then we see the shot of uh, the Razor Crest getting flanked by two X-Wings. Now, this is what you were alluding to earlier, Ted. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to go back to the I – mean, well, we can't go back to the first shot. But, um, well, I want to, to compare them. It's going to be – anyway, um, I feel like it could be the same thing. It could not. I just had wanted to look at the ship more. And Probably then, one of those two things. Yeah, it could it, be or it could not be. Yeah, it's yeah. for sure. It's one of those two. I think uh, I I want to say it is in the same in the same the same in the context. same like scene. Yeah, same moment. So you think they wreck him flying in? Yeah, I do. So here you. Go. Here's the two up against each other. We got the Razor Crest flying in over the the planet Horizon. We're seeing another moon. That doesn't look. Could that be Yavin? Is that a gas giant he's flying over? And he could be flying to Yavin? No, it looks like there's like mountain ranges and stuff. If you look closely, does it? Is it like know. that, or is so. it like Jupiter, or is it like Jupiter, or is it like I this is gassy? I think there's not mountains. as maybe not as red there at this point for some reason. I think it's actually Jupiter. It is. <laughs> and that's Earth. Jupiter. Yep. That's that's Earth right <laughs> there. I did just see a strange video the other day of what would happen if uh, Earth was pulled out of its orbit and slammed into Jupiter, which evidently is it would <laughs> evidently is what what would what actually happened was they said that scientists say that uh, uh, a world that was ten times the size of Earth slammed into Jupiter along. That's what caused like that big scar on it or whatever. But they said that if we were pulled out of our orbit towards Jupiter, it would take 142 days for us to reach Jupiter. Well, we'd all be, would, we be would... dead anyway. No one would be keeping track of days at that point. Well, Time they would... said that. What did day even mean? Would we still be rotating? <laughs> yeah. Because right, because of our because of our uh, like the we would we wouldn't die instantaneously when we were pulled out of orbit. It would take. It would take like a week or two before everybody died. But interesting. <laughs> yeah. So if this is if this is that scenario played out in the Star Wars galaxy, that's probably what it is, Josh. That's probably <laughs> that's most likely what happened. Most likely, this almost looks like, ooh, Earth, Naboo. No. What's it another, does look what, like Earth. What's Don't tell gap? me it doesn't. What's a gas giant other than Yavin in the Star Wars galaxy? 
you are asking the wrong dude. Bespin. Cloud City. Oh, it could be, yeah. Cloud City Bespin. And the next shot are some very Cloud City Bespin-esque clouds that we see that Aunt fly. Lando. Next shot. Yeah, he's still alive, maybe. Yeah, Lando's Lando's kicking around. He who would, uh who would play him at this point though? Oh, it'd still be Billy D. <laughs> Just slightly de-aged. Well, you just yeah. do what they did in The Irishman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lando picked up it. a lot of weight over the last six years. Who knew? Yeah, they'd also slim him down. They would just deep fake, since deep fake, like we said, works so much better, uh, Billy D. Williams' face on Donald Glover. There you go. That would look very, like, Uncanny Valley weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also could, of course, be Donald Glover. But I don't know. That dude is not like a sure I'll sign on to be in a cameo in your movie type dude. He doesn't. Know. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, he said he would be willing to come to Disney Plus to do Lando stuff. Sweet. Let's so see it. The next series we're going to get the the journal of what 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 is it he calls it in the movie? Chronicles of Lando Calrissian or whatever. Calrissian Chronicles or something. The Calrissian right? Chronicles. That's it. The that's list of robots see. I've fucked. This is the <laughs> Calrissian Chronicles. <laughs> what have we here? All right. <laughs> the next shot we got right here. We see the Mandalorian with his jetpack on a speeder. We saw that shot from uh, Entertainment Weekly last week. We went through Chad where he was cruising mm-hmm. around, seemingly Tatooine with Baby Yoda off to the side in a little pouch back here. I don't know why you're using a speeder if you got you literally got a jetpack. Jet you're using a speeder. Got it. All right. Yeah, if I know right anything here, from Star Wars Galaxies, a jetpack goes equally as fast as a speeder. So Right. And I don't know, it's just cooler. Like if you got a jetpack, yeah. just use it, man. So yeah, uh this looks like I don't think this is Tatooine. I think this is back in Navarro. This is that arch where they had the shootout with our buddy Gecko. Yep. So yeah, yeah it looks like, like Tatooine. Yeah, it looks like he's back on Navarro, and maybe he's like you guys said. Looks like he's doing well for himself. He's dressed up nicer. Um, maybe he's magistrate again. I think he was reinstated. Also, didn't he have black facial hair in the last season? Uh, yeah, I think I you're right. I do now think you're right with that. He looks a little more weathered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Kind of carled. <laughs> that, yeah. that doesn't fit quite as well. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, that was... Yeah, oh. so <laughs> maybe uh, the Imperial Presence has been uh, extinguished for now. They've uh, they left Navarro alone, and I don't know. He's you think uh, you think, you think she's just hanging around with uh, grief? Well, I think the they got something going on. Ooh, I'm sh- new Star Wars ship. I'm I'm shipping grief carga and Cara Dune. Ooh, go for it, man. Well, what's their what's their celebrity name? Ooh. Carga dude, I don't know. <laughs> Carga dude. We got coon. time to think. Coon. <laughs> Hashtag coon. Hashtag. Let's start that. Cara Dunn. 
Kara did. Ooh, ooh. Grief. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. That. All right. There. Moving on. <laughs> Hot Carl. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, that was good. That redeemed <laughs> your earlier attempt at making Carl. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. Uh, all right. So we see in the next shot um, some more of those TIE fighters that we saw Moff Gideon using. They have the folding wings, which uh, make them a lot easier to jump in and out of. Yeah, it could fit into a lot tighter spaces. It's kind of like the illegitimate love child of a TIE fighter and, a, and an X-Wing. Like kind of a Romeo <laughs> and Juliet thing going on there. Very cool. You think they lack their... Do you think that they ever put their like S-foils in attack position as TIE fighters? Or once they're, once they're in flight, do they just keep them straight up and down? Wink. I don't know. No thoughts? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we see in the next shot some OG stormtroopers running down a... Is uh, it a Star Destroyer? Could it be a flashback? This is a deleted scene from Rogue One they accidentally threw in. Oh snap. You know what I want to see? Those are supposed... To, like, are those... I, I remember back in the day, those canisters on their back. We're supposed to be some sort of like thermal detonator, right? Originally, a long time ago, there was supposed to be some sort of bomb, I believe. I think you would know more than any and of us. I think I want to see one of them used. And I think the Mandalorian is a prime place to see that. He just grabs it and like throws it at him or something? Yeah. Just. Uh, I don't know. I'm just surprised we've never seen one. Yeah, I'd be a little disappointed if they like do like reveal that. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> that'd be like the uh he, the, he just he he just runs around for like you know a whole episode just running behind their backs just like activating them and just runs away right. like, oh, 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 and they're like trying to spin around and get them if they can't. That'd be like wondering why no one did the force like t jump or whatever they do it at the beginning yeah. of episode one. Why no one did that? It is, oh my god! <laughs> is it really thermal detonator. Come is this on. official? Star Wars costumes. Well, I mean, it's like it's... a terrible place to hold it to keep it. Yeah, how are you? That's not the easiest to reach area. I guess that I just want to. All right, let me grab it. I no one see... got shot there. No one this whole time. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see him shoot one in the in the butt, like shoot one in the thermal detonator, and just. <laughs> I think they'd have to. The problem with that All is the that they'd have to spend a moment explaining. Hey, they have thermal detonators on them. Here so they somebody are. would have somebody would have to use one earlier in the episode, right? And then later he shoots one and blows them all up. Nope. It's yeah, just gonna be a whole scene a of new recruits, and he's gonna be like, "Those are thermal what, detonators on your." What, what if it's just like a Yeti cooler or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, or like yeah. A, a, a Yeti, you know, not a cooler, but. Uh, Something to keep their the their lunch thing. warm or cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just it's just their uh flask, you know. Yeah. Let's see. Vac I'm looking on Wikipedia right now to see if they just see if they uh spell it out. Body glove, atmosphere. I knew it was supposed to be a thermal detonator. I know in one of the old school, like from back from like nineteen ninety eight, 
um, it said that it was a thermal detonator in one of the visual dictionaries. I believe it. Oh, here we go. One Blastec N20 Barodium Core thermal <laughs> detonator was given to each trooper and was placed on the back of their utility belt. Oh my God, click on that. Go, follow that link. What is, let me see it. <laughs> oh, wait. Nope, not Blastec. That's just the. God, I want to in, invest in Blastec Industries, man. Think of all those thermal. Here we go. Canon. Canon for the N20 Beredium Core thermal detonator was a model of thermal detonator manufactured by Blastec Industries, worn on the backs of the belts of the clone troopers and Imperial troopers. Settings were available for arming, blasting, intensity, and timing. However, the detonator's controls were uh, unlabeled to prevent <laughs> any enemy troopers from activating them. So that explains why nobody else has picked it up and used it. I mean, oh, here's uh, R2-D2 utilizing You know, I can't imagine it'd be that hard to figure Is out. Is that clone? He uses one in Clone Wars? Yes, so. And I don't remember that. Is that an episode? Clone Wars, Clone Wars Season 2, R2-D2, Come Home, N20 Beridium Core Thermal Detonator. Wow. I think... I do not yeah. remember him using Is that so the... Well. The episode where they were kidnapped? I think it might be the episode where R2-D2 was kidnapped. Is it? Could it be the episode where R2 was kidnapped? I think it might be. Well, I just Tim, to fit in. Sorry, Tim Q and I will be <laughs> watching. If it is the episode where R2-D2 was kidnapped, then uh, that'll be in our Clone Wars rewatch podcast that we're, we're starting to put together. We've done one episode with one art so far. So something to look forward to. The N20 Beradium Core Thermal Detonator. Everybody knew it was there. Man. Right in front of us this whole time. Yeah, so like I was saying, I would love to see something like that that has been canon for so long. Let's actually uh, become canon. Yeah, like show it on on the screen. Canonize it. Like like Mon Cal. We've seen it in Clone Wars. We've seen Mon Cal in Clone Wars. Let's see it. On live in live action. Yeah, I could I could totally see the Mandalorian just like grabbing it and you know activating it somehow and or yeah. somebody's got to like grab one and activate it and go to throw it and he just blasts it right in their hand and it just takes Ooh. out. Yeah, just, you can do that. Takes out so like, we've, the whole so so we've never in all Star Wars seen any of them attempt to use it. Actually, like take yep. it out and throw it, and we've nope. never actually. One has never accidentally exploded by getting shot. It seems well. I guess what's unlikely. the blast radius of a thermal detonator? Because just by how Have they react in Return of the Jedi, I don't think so. Maybe we do in the Clone Wars. Um, but just by how they all re react in the Return of the Jedi, it's like it, oh. if they ignite that thing, like Boba Fett instantly, like, like the whole Whoa. room just. Yeah. It's like nobody tries to run, and the, I always thought like nobody tries to run because they know they're not going to outrun the blast. Yep. So maybe they don't use it because how like how often are you going to be able to use it and outrun the blast? So it's like a last last resort, last resort. <laughs> well, still they could have used that hundreds of times though in these movies. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. for example, like the, the, those clone troopers that were going to kill Yoda. I mean, you would think that they would just kamikaze themselves instead of trying to, like, shoot Yoda. Yeah, just they're pull. clones. Yeah, like, who cares? It's you know, they're, up, they're, they're up there in the Wookiee hideout. You just pull that down, and there's nowhere for Yoda to go. On our next Star Wars hypothetical, 
What if the clone <laughs> trooper has just detonated the thermal detonators on their belts? Yeah. Yoda dead. <laughs> they, they immediately, once they get order 66, they just were like, boom. Man, maybe he shouldn't have even went through all the trouble of putting in a, a uh, genetic living chip in the clone's brains. He should have just had remote activation for all the thermal detonators <laughs> that surrounded all the freaking Jedi as generals. Just walking, I guess you, you then bombs. destroy all your troops. Well, no, it would only be the ones that are close to Jedi. And hold, don't we see these things get cut in half? I mean, this is right. If you were slicing through this, you'd hit that bomb. Okay, maybe maybe it's like in Mission Impossible where you have to put the two sides of the gum together. Yep. Maybe there's yep. like some two chemicals oh, okay. in it. Well, be, I guess other. that would be like they said there's specific controls to arm it. So it's not just armed. So you couldn't just shoot him in the butt. And blow it up. It would have to be armed first. Because why go through the trouble of not distinguishing how to arm the thing and make it such a big secret if you could just blast it and blow it up? So I think you're onto something there, Sean. Like Josh, you really need to put like this sidebar conversation in the description for the podcast. Like we talk about thermal detonators (laughs) for like 15 minutes. (laughs) Hey, this is what people people some people not Chad some people like. Oh God, no people like this stuff. (laughs) All right. In the next shot, we see at least three scout troopers on speeders. Can't see anything. Can't see it? Nope. No, we can see your Google, though. Stormtrooper. Canister. Stop sharing. Start sharing. Share my screen. How's that? Can you see that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Adam R2. You got them, R2. Now that's all I'm going to see when I see Stormtroopers now. I cannot unsee that. You've never noticed the the ther- no. like the thermos on their butt? That's actually not a thermos, but a thermal yeah. detonator? Here's the thing, though. Let me let me take this as another moment. <laughs> I, I've noticed it, but never once in my life did I think, I want to know what that is. <laughs> see, Does it surprise me, you that Josh did, though? No, no, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> like for me it was just like okay back in like the i i came into star wars and started getting into star wars um right right before they were re-released in 97 for the special editions so there was not a whole lot of star wars so what star wars there was that like my older cousins and my uncles had the visual dictionaries and stuff that just started to come out I just dove into that stuff like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at pictures of stormtroopers and, oh, that's a thermal detonator. That's a cool little thing. Nowadays, you have so much Star Wars that the minutia of Star Wars is not as evident to the large majority of people who are Star Wars fans. Back then, there was so little Star Wars that whatever we had, whatever I had, it's like, I'm going to cling to this for dear life and learn everything I can about every piece of armor on a stormtrooper. And a question that hits me now is, I wonder what this bump is on the back of the scout troopers. You guys ever figure? Yeah, what is that, that thing? Yeah, is that like, is that a baby carrier? I think it is. That's that's for it's just, what, it's if you put a baby Yoda, a, you put them in there. It's just a bigger thermal detonator. And then what's that like on their knee? They have a is their knee thing different from their shoes because they have a a little. Well, this is a blaster. That's a also a blaster right thing there. on their back would. Be very uncomfortable when sitting in a chair. Like that can't be good for your lumbar. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, that's that's not ergonomic at all. Not one bit. But 
Maybe we should look up Scout Trooper and find out what. Uh, All right, let's 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 do it. Let's look up every single piece. All right, here we go. <laughs> Wikipedia. Let's see. Wikipedia Scout Trooper. Because I I want to. We might as well. It's on. It's going to be in the name of the episode now. Let's break down Stormtrooper armor. Wikipedia Scout Trooper. That'll get a lot of back, backpack thing. Backpack. Okay. All right. What we got? It's Scout Trooper armor. Wikipedia page. Oh man! Here we go. <laughs> uh, this is fantastic. Their helmets, visors, sniping. Also, their armor has several packs allowing the troopers to carry various equipment. Right there, I believe. So it's like the a tool power unit back. Or the power unit oh. backpack was also modified to act as a storage backpack for various built-in com go. links. And yeah, so so probably because they were scouts, they needed a great big power unit. You know, it's just like our, uh, to, our little... to keep them like running for long, like go, they can go off on long expeditions and they'll yeah, have yeah, so they could charge their source. comm link, yeah, yeah, for a long time. It might like if we're going on a too, trip, you know? yeah, it's like we're going on a trip. We're going to take a little battery pack to charge our phone, you know. So that is that is their that's their battery pack. That's their battery pack. Okay. All right, we see the Mandalorian, possibly. Yeah, he's trapped in some water. It looks like a grate. Do you think that ship that we seen him in earlier goes down? And he's trapped underneath the deck? Oh. No. Possible. Could be, yeah. Because it, it looks rusty. It kind of looks like it could be part of that ship. I bet you it is. Oh, yeah. The Yeah, okay. The, now I know what you're talking about. The actual sail barge ship. Yeah. Like it, they're I using him. Ship there for a minute. They're using him as bait, like those big like fish tank things. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, Chad in the episode of Rebels when they're trying to use Zeb as bait. Yep. <laughs> could be a callback to that. Heck, we could even have Zeb show up. Everybody else is showing up. Let's see. All right, here we see the Mandalorian finally remembering that he has a jetpack. Yeah, and, and there's no... To be clear on this, there's no Baby Yoda with him that we can see during this time when he actually takes off. Ooh. But what does he say at the beginning of the trailer? Or actually oh, wow. not actually farther in the trailer. He says that uh, he, maybe Yoda goes with him everywhere he goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could be not there at this point. Like he's been taken by someone. Or this is a dramatic moment where like he, he does drop him off with the Jedi and then turns to leave and then comes back for him later in the episode when they need him. Something like something cheesy like that, you know? Right. What's going on here? Here he's it looks like, somebody. yeah, he's got somebody hanged upside down from a street lamp, because that's his. Uh, that's his. Uh, what do you call it? What do you call it, guys? Like what Boba Fett uses to grappling yeah. hook? around Luke. Grappling hook. So how did thing. he get out? Like somebody, it was up a story, and he just like wrapped him, and it came down on that. Like how do you even get up there from that position? And maybe he uses. Does he have the jet? He has the jetpack on. Probably, maybe. Oh, he was like up high and then got him he down. Could have just like, yeah, kind of like yeah. how, kind of like how Django and Obi Wan. He could have just like on a loop de loop and then. Yeah. Else. I'm but pretty sure. Of... Sorry, judging by the color tone and just the look, that this is the same place we see the the wrestling happen at. Late, that we'll get to later. Yeah, it could be, and then that first shot too that we said could have been Coronet. Yeah, it, like looks... it could be there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Run definitely. Down. Which in Legends, there used to be like cage fighting on Corellia. 
And actually, Han Solo in Legends was like a cage fighter. Well, and they had a cage fight in Solo, didn't they? I mean, it wasn't necessarily an official one. Right. It wasn't on Karelia, but yeah, they did have a robo cage fight. Yeah. I'm looking at this graffiti to see if there's anything interesting. There's like a little stormtrooper. Like, yeah, it looked like things were like yeah. X'd out or something. It's like a Don't fish guy here. somewhere. I mean, who, that would be a good place to put an Easter egg or something. Is that almost that look like, like stick figure? Look like CP3O. I was gonna say it either looks like C3PO or Maz Kanata on a bad yeah. day. Oh, this Six. is a uh, Aqualish two for one special, guys, isn't it? From uh, like uh, from the Cantina. I don't like you. Oh My yeah, doesn't like you either. Yeah, the, the the, the Butchinians. Yeah, the Butchinian. Yeah. So we got, and then it's crossed out. Like they're not welcome. Hmm. We got, yeah. Does this look like it's a? You can't really tell what species or anything that guy is. Some sort yeah. of. Now, this is this is when Wooher went full racist and he just started spray painting <laughs> on the thing. That is what I'm most pissed about. Why haven't we gotten a Wooher appearance? I know they've dropped know. they've dropped a hint for all the Wooher fans out there that he is not running the cantina anymore. Where's he at? Why are there droids running the cantina? What has become a Wooher? This is a question that I want. You know what? I don't even want Boba Fett in the Mandalorian anymore. I want the guy that walks up at the end of that episode to be Wooher. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Seriously, though, I would go nuts if that happened. I would love that in the worst way. I don't serve no kind no more. <laughs> and just starts blasting everybody. Yes, that's woo her. Boba Fett is dead, but woo her has come across his armor. Yep. They're they're on the same planet. So we see uh, an ice planet. Everybody who's played uh, Fallen Order or has watched the Clone Wars um, knows that the Jedi go to collect their crystals in a cave a lot like this. So could they, they be tracking they go to Hoth? This they go to Ilum. I, I was just going to say, this doesn't feel like Hoth to me for some reason. It looks more blue like Ilum. At least yeah. when, you know, in, in Old Republic, it, it has thinking, a very Ilum feel. I'm thinking this might be Ilum. I mean, he's searching yeah. for Jedi, so Ilum would be a hot spot to go visit. Yeah, Hoth always feels like very white where this has like blue tints. And Ilum has already been mined for kyber crystals. And the leading theory, I, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed now that uh, Starkiller Base was Ilum. Oh, really? Yep, 99.9% sure that that's been confirmed now. So maybe he runs into some Imperial sect that's uh, on Ilum there. This looks like he's making a rough landing with the Razor Crest here in this next shot. Probably, jacked up. probably directly after we see him. This is probably him trying to land with a jacked yep, up ship. With a jacked up, yeah. It yeah, doesn't just... have any brakes. Or what, what, is, what does Anakin deploy the fins? Like deploy all, deploy all drag fins. Yeah, yeah maybe the, all something maybe the drag, drag fins got blown off. And then he's going, seems... he's going in too hot. 
Not to worry, Dinjarin. You are still flying a quarter of a ship. This okay. is cool. I, I like this this little fight area here. Uh, do you notice what we got here? Some sexy Gamorians. Female Gamorian. Wow. Oh, just male, three hundred Sparta style, much better shape than Jabba's. Like has been Gamorian. Probably what Jabba's Gamorian guards were. Were just <laughs> they were... like. So you're saying the most Gamorians are actually like not overweight. Like th those are just some out of shape Gamorians. These are these are yeah. jacked Gamorians. These are yeah. Those were like the former cage fighting Gamorians that got a job working for Jabba. These are Gamorians in their prime. Ooh. Because look at that. Those are oh, Gamorians. Yeah. Those are not <laughs> obese, overweight Gamorians. Those are like Jack, pretty good yeah. shape. And look, we're getting some vibro axes. Nice. Vibro axes. I still want to see a vibro knuckler really bad. Oof. Well, that would be cool. This is the show you're going to see it in, man. Because we've gotten the vibro, the vibro knife now, the vibro blade, and now we've gotten the vibro axe. I don't. I, I really do not like their poofy kilt things that they're doing. No, I was, I makes was them wondering. look a little <laughs> weird. Like they look like that, they're going to the ballet instead of fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost it fits just fine when you're like morbidly obese, but when you're in pretty good shape and wearing like that a, one's like pretty skinny. Like look how skinny his leg is. Yeah. It doesn't even. It it, it looks like he skipped <laughs> leg day even. Like yeah. It does. He's got some. Hey, he he seems to be the skinnier one. The other one on the left seems a little more, a little more jacked. Here we go. You guys recognize this species from the Cantina? Yeah. The New Hope and Abyssin? Yep. That's, see, that's what I mean. This is what gives me hope that we pull all these random like species and characters we've never seen in like speaking roles, and you give them a role like this. Also, this guy's voice sounds like John Favreau again. Uh, to me. That's what somebody, yeah, somebody else said that too. Oh, did somebody say that too? Yeah, I was it watching. Video, it sounds a lot that. like John Favreau again. And it all, and this guy just needs he's he's got a bad comb over going on. He just needs to let it go. <laughs> so does he does he sell him out here? I think he's like he says like I I go every, you know, the baby goes with me everywhere, you know, it's everywhere I go or whatever. I think right here he's he's looking to collect on that bounty. So maybe this is an old friend, an old contact of Din Djarin's or something, and he's just decided mm. to sell him out. If right that be the case, he just needs to stop hanging out with his old buddies because that's would be the yeah. second, I mean, third he used one. to run with a pretty, pretty bad crowd, apparently. Now this guy right here looks like Mike Pappas from Rogue One and the Pop Culture Hour. <laughs> the, guy on the, the guy on the right looks like Brian. Kind of does a look bit. a little bit like a little bit like yeah. Brian. I see it, yeah. Now this guy over here reminds me, legit reminds me of somebody, but I can't place who it is. The the guy you know or he, guy who's drawn up on him on the left. He almost Jack looks Bauer. like uh, you just beat me to it. Dang it. Kiefer <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Cool. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> you beat me you know to what? it. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's who that's reminding me of. So I didn't think you were gonna say that, but that's so funny. 
Baby Yoda's watching all this commotion from his crib, and as soon as uh, what do they call these things? The whistling birds. The whistling bird. He he nopes out. out of there real quick. He's like, nope. Let me real quick and shut my <laughs> little crib up. Now, to me, this implies that we hear the the armorer at the beginning, but it's the same. It's the same um, uh, lines from season one, but. He used up all his whistling birds. Yeah. So he, yeah. he has to run into an armorer, probably the same armorer again. And does he really shoot off the whistling birds here? Oh, he does. You can. It does sounds hear- like it. You hear the, and then blaster fire. Well, we do see him hit. Do we? Well, we. Well, no, we see this like. We see that they did. Oh. I'm assuming that's it. No, no, that that's is not a, a whistling bird. That is a blade. That's a vibro blade. Or he got smoked. A, a knife of yeah. some. Yeah, this this uh, Zabrak. Zabrak. Uh, yeah, he's a bad name for him. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> he's not getting up from that one. I was going to say he's going to feel it in the morning. <laughs> there won't this be a is, morning for him. Yeah, there is. There's waking up. And then at the very end, the Mandalorian says... This is the way. So and yeah, <laughs> and scene. excited. Yes, excited. Definitely. Viewing party at your house? You there, uh, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I am there actually. Are you having one? I am. I'm having one. Ooh, let's do it. I'll try to get there. Get your. Uh, you should get your motor for your boat by then, and then we can go fishing. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Can I uh, can I float about twenty five hundred dollars from you? We can do that right quick. Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, see, perfect. There we go. All right, guys. It's been a it's pretty exciting breakdown. I was starting to wonder if the Mandalorian trailer was actually if they were actually going to come out. Chad, I liked what you said. Like. They could have just kept stringing us along and just dropped hints that the Mandalorian trailer was going to drop on this day or at this event and just up their ratings for everything. Absolutely. I mean, everyone was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the, the NBA game because it's going to drop then. Nope, never yeah, did. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But, man, how many days have we got now till October 30th? 45. Day the 15th, right? Yep. Yeah. Man, this is the way. I'm ready. Have they come out and said how many episodes we got? Eight episodes again? Probably half hour episodes yet again. So another four hours. Yeah. I'd imagine it'll be around that same. Maybe a little longer this time. Hopefully. I want more. Yeah, probably like ten. But I know I shouldn't. I was just going to say that, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. But I, I think happy. they'll keep it around the same. Yeah. All right, guys, why don't you, uh, everybody, tell the good listeners where they, where they can uh, like and follow you. You can find me on here every once in a while when I join the podcast. <laughs> Sean Sullivan. Yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram, um, Chad M. Campbell, Chad Michael Campbell. I'm one of those. Um, you'll find me on there. Um 
you can see my stuff at family video they share my stuff a lot and uh then i've got a uh, facebook find me on facebook i guess alamo studios oh and then the alamostudio.com for go. all your uh you know stuff you want to see that i film and all that yes oh, that's a good one all right manly man man I'm just plain unlikable, but if you want to follow me, it's T Green at Facebook. All right, and uh, our buddy Mr. Josh TimQ, who is uh, you can follow at Joshua TimQ on Twitter, uh, has informed me that he has a Reddit now. Oh and, great! Uh, his Reddit is uh, talk. I think he will have to confirm this, but look for Talking Sith TQ. Talking Sith TQ on Reddit. You can follow us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Podcast or email us at TalkingSithPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about thermal detonators on the back of stormtroopers right in front of our eyes the entire time. Never used one. This is a hot button topic for Xenos right now. You need to put up like a, you know, some poll or something around what the other pieces of gear can be. I want to put up a poll to see how many people know that it was a thermal detonator. Everyone's going to know now. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.